Yo, 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 I am Dustin Mikesell, and this is the Watchman Inc. Podcast. Are you tired of the deception of the Matrix? Here, we will build a case around God's plan for the mad world, using biblical history and the application of the scriptures to provide hope and truth in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. up everybody yo this is the watchman inc podcast and here we are again back with another one and this time i got my man of the hour my best friend a good man in the lord taylor mccall how we doing today brother oh quite the flattering introduction i appreciate it i'm doing well doing well well. you know sometimes when i'm flying this delorean by myself I, i look into the passenger seat and think you know, I'm just, I'm just missing. I'm just missing a piece here. But wait. So like, the question is, who's Doc Brown and who's Marty McFly? <laughs> well, one goes. One can't go without the other. Let's it's just true. say that. So, but you know, what you can fly the time machine by yourself too. I loved what I did last week. I, I let people know about the rapture, and you know, I think uh, we're going to continue down that path. Not like necessarily the rapture, but just revelation. And getting into what God's word is really telling us to do right now, especially in the end times, but he's what he's always told us to do. But I think it's really important to start zoning in on just the times we're in. Like I look at the news every day, Taylor, and I just like my mouth's on the floor because I'm trying to process what just happened four days ago. And then four days later, I'm like, well, how do I even think about what was just told a few days ago when all this prophecy like all the stuff with Israel right now, the, the, just like the, the way the earth seems to be shifting with the mentality and the, the injustice of just, you know, sin is just running rampant, bro. It is, you know, and of course, if you turn on the news almost every time randomly, I do, even though I don't watch mainstream news really, or prescribe to it. Of course, the first thing I always see is just the war in Ukraine with Russia, of course. And yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on. That's for sure. And I, we definitely are seeing the signs of the times of the end. I mean, there's, I mean, I'm seeing, you know, Greg Laurie, who has a big church and he's pretty grounded, you know, pastor, especially for having a big congregation. I I agree. And even he's talking about it. I don't think I give him props because a lot of pastors, especially big churches, they won't touch revelation. So, well, and that's why, you know, we want to get into it is because it's it's a very hard thing to teach if you're not in the word every single day. If you don't read your Bible every single day, the revelation, I, I hate to tell you, is not going to make as much sense because it's so much of the past, like we've been talking about, that you need to understand to go forward with the future and the revelation well, there's a lot of symbolism a, in it too so if exactly and symbolism you're really going to be confused i mean we got dragons we got snakes we got doors being open keys of david like we've got you know ken kings and beast rising from the sea so yeah exactly you need to understand not only the symbolism, that's why we're trying to teach you this ancient mystery Babylon stuff to give you some context of how like the, the revelation came to pass. Cause John seen all of these mystery schools working in, in iniquity. Like when, what did Jesus say when he was on the earth and he left, he said, the workers of iniquity are already like going, 
Like it, that's why they believed, I think so much in their heart that it was like when Jesus left, they really thought they were already in the end times, you know, and they even asked him, I forget, I, I was just reading the other day and they're like, Lord, when is the end of the time? You know, what's the time and what's the signs? And he goes, that's not for me to reveal to you right now, but you will see the signs and I will give you the Holy Ghost. You know, it's all in act. Oh yeah, it was an ax, you know, and he's waiting for them to receive the Holy Spirit, that gift. And that is when, you know, revelations and things began to continue to just open up like crazy. Once we had the comforter with us, this is when the Bible really was starting to come together now and why Jesus and why it feels like they were the ones trying to spread the gospel and how it spread was just amazing. You know how fast it did. I mean, within three years, Nero, right? Nero, the, the emperor of Rome, he, he tried to infiltrate Christianity because it was such a threat to Rome, like three years, oh, yeah. three years. I mean, so if, if people think that Christianity was built to control you and, and a tool of the powers that be, Rome wouldn't have tried to literally, they destroyed the temple and where we lost a lot of documents. Yeah, destroyed the temple. Exactly. And so it's funny when people come to me and say that the Bible is written by men who are trying to control us when men have literally been trying since Jesus days. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's just amazing how, how they can't see that this thing is trying to literally call them out. Well, and they clearly don't understand the Bible at all when they say it's trying to control you because Jesus is setting you free from all of the laws in the past. Yes, we still, you know, try to fulfill them as Jesus did because he did, but it's like we don't live under that bondage of the laws where we're cursed. So we're free from sin, free from death. As Jesus said, with the taxes, you know, give to Caesar what is Caesar. So we don't go around breaking a lot of laws. But, you know, when those laws start becoming ungodly, as they're starting to become, we even have to live free of those commands and stand up for our faith when it comes to it. So the Bible's all about freedom and setting us free. Yes. And I mean, that's why you can be, you know, I'd say that death isn't even, I mean, most people would say that death is their ultimate fear because it's the most unknown of unknowns. And it's something that every single person is going to experience. Yeah. It sucks to talk about death, but it's the reality of life. Like it's the one hard truth we all have truly in our life is death. And when Jesus said, I will bring you back from the dead because he came back from the dead. I I don't know. I feel like that uh, gives you a pretty, pretty easy piece about death because people think Jesus just like appeared like after he rose from the grave and was just around for a few days. This is not reading the Bible, you know, and understanding he was around for 40 days Mm -hmm. after he resurrected 40 days. Can you imagine a guy that was supposed to be dead walking around and talking to people and, and, you would just your mind would be no wonder this took off like hot cakes because oh, yeah a guy literally got crucified in front of public and that's when people were like jesus wasn't a real person i'm like okay you can believe that the deity of god or jesus isn't god you know like that's on you to not believe that like he he was who he says he was but to say that jesus christ the man like that got crucified like was didn't exist at all and that history has been like rewritten or lied about well you would have to go destroy so many testimonies well yeah there's non-christian that's what i mean like the roman the roman guards everybody like they they literally it's a proven fact so if you know you hear this podcast and you're like man these guys they don't even know jesus wasn't even a real person 
I'm sorry. You just deny history and, and you're a fool. Like, and I hope well, that you get out of that. Know anybody existed before Ex this. That's that what I mean. It's all it off of witness accounts that existed before we were even around. So the people, it, they just pick and choose what they want to believe. It's, and that's the choice of life, the great choice of life. But we believe that Jesus is God and the Father is God. And the Holy Spirit is God, the Trinity. We believe that all three of these things are separate entities of themselves, but one, because Jesus said, I and the Father are one. And when you're one with something, that means you are God. And, I, you know, I have to stress this to people sometimes, even on, on this social media that I'm doing, because a lot of people try to argue the Trinity still, and I don't want to get even too much in that, but it is doctrine. It is biblical. It's what Jesus taught. It's what the Bible's teaching. So just know that there are three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, but they are all God. And I'll leave it right here. And we'll get into it a little bit because, you know, John 15 is something we want to talk about tonight about abiding in God and what Jesus said for us to do. And I think we really want to stress that you should be reading your Bible every day if you want to understand what God is trying to tell you through his word. I mean, that is why we call it his word. It is his testimony for us to gain salvation through all of this darkness. And like Taylor said, it sets you free. And the only way to be free from something is to learn how to be free the right way. And the Bible will tell you exactly what you need to know. And you just have to trust it. And so Jesus is God, and he's trying to teach the disciples and people all these different things about abiding in God. And I know this was on your heart, Taylor. So what does it mean to you, and what does it mean in the Bible to abide in God? Yeah, so what it came from was listening to Ron Mel, who was a pastor in Foursquare. He was at Beaverton Foursquare, which at one time was the biggest church in Oregon. I think it had like close to 6,000 people, which is pretty crazy. But wow. uh yeah, and he was he was just I just liked the way he preached cuz he just kind of said it plainly and you could tell, you know, that preachers nowadays they kind of worry about people's feelings and the Bible being harsh and you know, he would preface sometimes that oh, this kind of sounds harsh, but at the same time this is literally reading from scripture. So, I mean, John 15 starts with talking about the true vine, right? And it says um Abide in me, this is verse 4, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So he was talking, he was giving a lesson about abiding in, in the Lord. And um, what kind of struck me about it is so many people, they think about, you know, getting saved. And when we get saved, getting saved in Christ is is one thing, but then abiding him him is so much of another thing because once we're saved you know if we have truly given our heart to god and we believe that he's the son of god and that he rose from the dead then really truly you know this is another doctrinal thing is the whole once saved always thing saved thing and i really truly do believe that if you have given your heart to christ then yes you are saved in my opinion yes but, but abiding in him and figuring out how do we live our daily lives then is something completely different. And so the main thing that I would say is once we are Christians, you know, so many people look to other people for help and who are in the Christian faith, which is, you know, great, but abiding in his word, you know, finding somebody because 
his the sheep jesus's sheep know his voice if we don't know the bible his word then we won't know his voice and it's not about trying to read big chunks it's just learning to develop to dive into his word every day and just making that kind of our basis we've talked about our foundation of truth because then once we have that then we can start to decipher all of the deception that's around us and then prayer is the second one because then we're talking we're reading god's word and then we're talking with him and it a lot of people you know unfortunately their prayer lives are all usually in deep dark need at their you know darkest hour in their moment weakest, of yeah your weakest time to the lord which we saw follow a loving god and an amazing god and so he answers a lot of those prayers for people yes. when they haven't spoke to him you know before this at all they reach out to him but we need to just constantly have dialogue with him and talk about what's going on each day he wants us to do that with him and when we do that with him we become more comfortable our prayer life becomes stronger then we get comfortable with it and then we get comfortable praying for others because praying for others can be a little scary if we haven't if we don't speak with the lord frequently we start almost getting to a performance-based prayer of trying to wow people with prayer which you Dude, know my I, own opinion it drives me crazy when i can tell someone's trying to be like high and mighty while they're praying and they're using all these like trendy words and stuff, which, you know, is on my own heart for wanting to. Matthew six tells you how to, how to pray, do things in private. Do not do, you know, don't even let your left hand know what your right hand do. That's how like little you should want to boast about what you do for the Lord in public or any space. Well, yeah. And And even in private, praying on the corner, trying to like, if that's, you know, if you want the human praise, that's what you're going to get. But that's yep. that's the end of it. Yep. Really. And, you know, it's funny what you were talking about that and how God, you know, I'm building the foundation. It reminded me of First Corinthians 3 when Paul's talking about bu- being builders for God. So First Corinthians 1, 3, 9, it says, for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry and ye are God's building according to the grace which i have given which which was given unto me as a wise master builder i have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon but every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid which is jesus christ now if any man build upon this foundation gold silver precious stones wood hay stubble Every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abideth, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved yet as yet so as by fire. Isn't that interesting? So what is Paul saying here? He's saying that we are the builders. God, we are in communion with God to lend the foundation that's laid in your life. When you become in union and being used by God is Jesus Christ. There's your salvation. Like you said, like you give your heart, Romans 10, 9. If you believe that Jesus rose from the grave and, and you know, died for your sin, then you shall be saved and you confess with your mouth. But what Paul's trying to teach here is that Everything that you do from that foundation is going to be tested by fire in that day. And I'm, I believe that's talking about the great judgment where 
we all will have our works tested, you know, what you built your house upon. So what were you building on that foundation of Christ? Were you, you know, going out and trying to save souls and preaching the gospel and building up, you know, a, a strong, sturdy house with many, you know, brothers and sisters, or, you know, just trying to fill yourself up with the worldly things. God will know where your heart's at and how you were building on the foundation of being saved. And like Taylor said, if you're really abiding, you shall know that boasting and, and being humble and coming to people to serve them. You cannot be a servant of God if you're not ready to serve yourself. You know what I mean? I think a lot of Christians forget that too. They want to like get into leadership positions or they want to like progress in their church, but they don't ever volunteer. They don't ever, you know, they don't ever do anything. They don't want to serve. I mean, Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. I mean, we're talking about God touching some nasty feet. If you think about the day and all the dirt and all the horses rock walking around, God washed his disciples' feet. But he says, If you, any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer a loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. I mean, I just want to get like what your understanding is. I think that's because our works will be tested. If it was good, you know, if it was for the Lord, if it was built upon, you know, truth or there was deceit within your heart. If you're saved by grace, you still make it in. See that one save. It's not like really one save, but it's telling you like that work that you thought was for God that you end up burning because, okay, you gave $100 to a homeless man, but then you went on Facebook and was like, I gave $100 to a homeless man today. That work is tested by the fire and God will see that that work was full of vain and like full of someone tries to say it wasn't. Exactly. Why did you post it? Dude, and like I said, God says, let not your right or left hand see what either hand do. So that's how secret you want to be with your alms or works. That's what you know the King James calls them alms. Yeah. But anyway, that will that'll be lost. Like that work that that was pure in the in the intention of the Holy Spirit moving you to help another person or whatever it is, but then going and doing something vain or proud with that work, well, all of a sudden you just it's like taking a piece of money it's like god gave you a dollar and then you took a lighter and was like <laughs> you know just like lit it right on fire but you will still be saved well to so, piggyback on that too in john 15 5 through 6 it says i am the vine you are the branches he who abides in me and i in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing if anyone does not abide in me he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So the Father being glorified in all of that, instead of you going on Instagram and telling everybody, yes. oh, wow, you're such an amazing person. Oh, yes. oh, that's not glorifying anybody but yourself. You're not doing the Lord's work. You're not abiding make, in him. I'm going to make a perfect example of who does this. His name's Mr. Beast. If you haven't heard of yeah. Mr. Beast, he is like, well, Mr. Beast. I mean, who is the beast? Is he really working for the Lord uh, being Mr. Beast? This guy's all about money and he does a lot of philanthropy and he looks like he's just helping people. Like he'll go to somebody and be like, I'm going to give this person, you know, a hundred thousand dollars for sitting in a circle for 70 days. And it's like, sweet. That's the easiest money like a person could make. But like, it's kind of stressful when I, cause you know, I, and there's a lot of controversy around this guy right now, obviously too. Mm -hmm. And he's the biggest YouTuber in the world. So if you're a parent listening to this right now, you better be careful what you're letting into your house, because I guarantee you, your kids are watching Mr. Beast on their little tablets or their phone, because 
YouTube categorizes certain videos as kids or whatever. So all Mr. Beast has to do is say, this is generated towards kids and he makes so much money for YouTube. They're going to push his stuff. And he's got some pretty controversial stuff with transgender. His One of his cast members just came out as trans after he was like one of the manly men. And like I said, that's not even for me to get into right now, but I'm just saying you need to be careful of these people you look at as good people because they're actually workers of the enemy because all Mr. Beast truly cares about when you watch all the people that used to work for him or like the secret behind the scenes things dude he he's an intense guy because dude his life and his money his gen what motivates him is the money the like who can i get to sponsor my next video for a hundred like dude the guys at at the point where he wants like elon musk to give him a billion dollars or something like that and they had a weird exchange too he's like if you die can i take over twitter or x now which Mm -hmm. that's weird too we haven't even gotten into the twitter change of elon musk and x which you know but these guys he does a lot of good stuff and people are like he's helped so many families he bought people houses yeah to make a youtube video to make millions of dollars like is the lord gonna say look at you mr beast look how many people you fed look how many people you helped Look, look how much you did. No, he's going to look at him and be like, you loved mammon and you cannot serve two gods. That's what John 15 saying. That's what Corinthians saying, saying you cannot just say you love Christ and then continue to serve mammon. I mean, we all fall short. So that's not what we're talking here is that you like can't do anything in life anymore. I mean, most people would say, since I like watching football still, like, don't you know, that's demonic and evil, like everything that we see. And honestly, just being on the phones and TV there's chance for terrible things to enter into your mind. This is why you got to be in the word every day is because that is our shield. That is our armor. That is what keeps us from wanting and desiring things of the world and wanting money because it's not bad to have money. We will never sit here and tell you not to go make money. If you're doing it in a, in a like honorable and, and with a conscious type of way, but most people are trying to backstab people or, or scam them. And it's the love of money. Why is somebody trying to scam somebody? Because they love money and they want to get it as fast as possible. So if you're following anybody or listening to anybody like <clears throat> politicians who love money and just say the things to tickle your ears so that they can get your vote, so that they can continue to control the cash flow in this country and gain the power, you're going to be led down a path that is not godly. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you. So follow God in the Bible, not men. And not, you know, people that look like good people or people that are doing a lot of stuff publicly. Yeah, everybody's going to try and present their best version of themselves, especially when they're out in the public. And with so much media that goes on nowadays, you know, they can cut and clip anything to make really anybody make good or bad. And really, you should, I mean, trusting a television, it (laughs) used to be funny because it's like, Oh, well, where did you learn that from? I learned that from the TV. That used to be a joke. It's like you got your information from the television. And even, you know, a little bit later, it was like you're citing Wikipedia as your cited source. And now both of those are just accepted as, you know, perfect, you know, ways, facts of information. It's just like, you guys, you have no idea what they did behind the screen there to present that information and these media outlets have been proven time and time again to just promote their own agendas, regardless of if it's fact or not, because kind of like Dustin, you were saying earlier, the news cycle changes so fast, they can lie about something, get it into the you know public lexicon, 
And then two days later, it comes out, it's false. Well, everybody already has their own opinion formed about it. And they don't care about the facts because they're on to the next, you know, story. And somebody probably clipped it and made a TikTok that went viral. And now everybody, oh my gosh, the amount of stuff on, on social media. If you're going to social media for facts and stuff, I'm not saying that there's not, you know, stuff. Because right now, that's, I feel like that's an avenue where people are kind of considering like news and truth is because they can't trust these you know, sources of media we're told to trust. So they're going to individuals. But if you're not testing that individual and seeing what they're about, then the information they're sharing, while may be truth, is not rooted in the truth, Jesus Christ. Like you need to make sure that your people are being like aligned with God and the things they're sharing because a lot of new age deception of just like this great awakening, this spiritual like we have to overcome this like beast system of like control and get past the human, you know, the human form. We have to leave the earth and go live on another planet. I mean, humans are just putting all kinds of crazy ideas into, in, into humans' <laughs> brains that they've lost their minds. They've lost their minds. If you honestly think we haven't been to the moon since the 60s, and that's not to get too, you know, conspiratorial into that, but you know, they're saying that we can just like going to start going to Mars and start living there. And we can't even, you know, seem to get back to the moon after so long. And I'm pretty sure Elon had a test trial of a rocket that's supposed to go there next year. And it blew up in five minutes. <laughs> like yeah, I'm which, scared right now. Well, and apparently because my brother-in-law actually works for spacex oh not whoa and and so i was asking about that last time i saw him i'm like oh so how did that and they're like oh they deemed it a success because they just wanted (laughs) to see it get off of the pad and all that kind of stuff and i'm like that's an expensive test but kind of just one point that you were talking about before jeremiah 15 19 kind of talks about what you were saying about being able to kind of sift through this stuff and it says therefore thus says the lord if you return, then I will bring you back. You shall stand before me. And this is kind of the point. If you take out the precious from the vial, you shall be as my mouth and let them return to you, but you n- must not return to them. So learning to take out the precious from the vial. So kind of like Dustin was saying is they may present truth, but then what is this person? What is his background? And that way you can determine the precious from the vile. And another translation says the worthy from the basically worthless. So if being able to do that by being in God's word and having the discernment of the Holy Spirit is key because a lot of this information that comes out isn't coming from biblical standpoints or viewpoints, but we can extract, you know, the precious from the vial and we can still glean information from that. And you said it earlier and it kind of got my mind because anybody that's watching this podcast might be following me on Instagram or, you know, watching my stories or stuff, you know, cause that's kind of what I'm doing right now being um, the face for that and just presenting more stuff. And if you're not following, I suggest you do. Cause that's where I post a lot of videos that help tie into this stuff that we're talking about. Like you can give you that visual representation. Now, if you don't want to do social media, totally fine. Cause yeah, that's Telegram why we're doing too. Yeah. We have telegram. We we've, we're opening up many, you know, different avenues right now we're growing and we really appreciate the community that we are starting to form right now. And, you know, we're just trying to provide all the, like the stuff that we found over the years that we have truly like, 
gone over deciphered tested like this is stuff that like we didn't just find and all of a sudden accept like we really have done our done our work you know oh, it and goes through a vetting process it, it for goes sure. through a huge vetting process and that's why we're not here charging you money to tell you the truth because we want you to be able to see the truth we want you to be able to go find it we want you to be able to hear what we're saying and and trust that hey these guys have no true intention other than to share the gospel like god says to do and, we want and people to be free yes we want you to be free if you're listening to this we want you to be in christ and go to heaven with us like heaven when when somebody gives their life to christ you understand it they literally throw a party even with all the evil wickedness going on that's how important it is to all of heaven they celebrate for that one person they don't celebrate oh look we got like 10 today you know or whatever no when one person gives their life it is specifically for them and that's how precious this is it's a precious gift that god has given us because what is salvation it's a gift okay you can't earn a gift and you can't put a price on a gift therefore it's not a gift it's a it's a it's a barter or a condition and god puts no conditions on salvation because we all fall short and we all deserve to go to hell i mean a lot of people be like you know you guys sound really pride and like you know we know what we are we're sinners we know that we cannot do this life without Christ. And when we try to do that, we fall stra- straight on our face and it hurts. And God says, well, how do you like doing that? You know, the Holy Spirit will actually let you fall. You know, I, I always think the big daddy uh, with when, you know, the guys are rolling bl- rollerblading <laughs> down the path and then they're throwing the sticks in front. Like, imagine that's you. You're just cruising down the path with God. Things are going good. And he's like, Kind of like with Job, he goes, the devil's like, can I, can I, you know, throw a stick in front of him today? See if, you know, they'll maybe curse you and he'll go, you know, that's the point of this is to test them, to show you they belong to me. And even when you throw those sticks, they'll get up, but those sticks are going to come and make you fall. And the more you start doing things your own and not letting God guide that path, you're going to start running just stick after stick and it's going to start hurting and God will let drag you through the mud. That's sometimes what we got to do is be dragged through the mud. God's been really showing me like right now, like with everything that there's this refinement happening, like a purification of people in the sense of like, he is really pouring his spirit upon his people right now. And that actually brings me to, you know, if you are watching my stuff online and then following on the podcast, I came out and I pretty much said I was having some visions in the sense of like, it's not because I'm special. It just says that in the last days, men, women, old men, children, like all the, the whole group of types of people will be used by the Lord because he wants to shake people. He wants them to see he truly acts two seven seventeen, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So why is he pouring out right now? Because he wants people to be saved. It's for not no glory of man, no glory of man. No. Well, and it's crazy because it's like reading that, it's like, you know, there was that hysteria a little bit over the blood moons, but it's like people built it into something else, but it's still symbolical. And the sun will go dark and in a seven year period, the United States is going to 
you know, experienced two solar eclipses in a seven-year period. So it's it. There's some symbolism and some signs going on, as we've and been I, saying. That that definitely helps us get right into. I think, like we said, we want to kind of continue and start. And you know, I think this is important, right? Now. Lord, like I said, is the one leading this podcast most days. So while we're back and forth with a lot of stuff, we're also trying to stay relevant to the times and what the Lord's putting on our heart right now. And this is what the Lord's putting on our heart is that. People need to start reading their Bible even deeper every day, getting into his word, getting ready, because he says he comes like a thief in the night. And so with the vision thing, it was nothing crazy. It was just, I, I, you know, the Lord's been really showing me a lot of stuff. And I asked him, you know, what do you want me to see, Lord? Or what do you want me to hear? You know, I, I just asked to be used. That's it. I'm no special. If you want to be used, pray to the Lord. That's what we're talking about. Get into prayer with him. Get into a relationship so that he can trust you to show you things and know that you're, you're going to do right with it and that you're not going to be confused by it either. And so in the vision, I was like suspended in the air, like kind of like, you know, if you're a camera and you're looking at a sea of people and in the sea of people, it was like a dark ominous vibe. You know what I mean? Like it, the only way I can describe it after I say it is like it was a lot of people. So a sea of people, and I couldn't even see like what the, and they were all wearing masks. Okay. And Taylor said this earlier. He said like the way the unmasked thing, you know, like God helps you unmask things because like he said, we all wear masks. You know, that kind of reminds me of the mask uh, movie too. You know, when he goes to that uh, counselor and he goes, this mask that I found, see, it's, they've been telling you about the mask and the mask that society or secret society and they were child parties. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about the mask. And then, then we talk about the glasses because that's a representation of like the movie they live and the matrix. Like in order to see, you need to put on the glasses. You have to look beyond the physical. Like this is what being a watchman is, is looking beyond the physical veil and looking into the spiritual realm. Now that doesn't mean you're getting into anything esoteric or demonic. It's using God's word. Don't to be drinking un- ayahuasca. Yeah, don't be drinking ayahuasca or yeah. going on some, you know, <laughs> multi-day trips to try and find the universal uh, goddess or godhead because that'll lead you into deception. The geometric you know? shapes, bro. Probably listening to, to Joe Rogan <laughs> if you're trying to do stuff like that. That's what he's into. And he's as confused as ever. People think he's a smart guy, but until he gets on his knees and gets on his podcast and says, you know what, this podcast is going to start honoring Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Joe is as lost as a lost puppy as ever. And, you know, I think he's getting close because he's starting to have people on there that are definitely, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's amazing how God can use some people and got to be careful. Just listen to people, what they say, and then test it versus the word. So that's what we're saying. You know, everybody has things that they can say or things that can provide value, but like Joe Rogan provides a lot of value. He speaks a lot of truth when it comes to just the the reality vial yes there's the precious from the vial he has precious things but you the one eye on his podcast i mean he's got in the middle of his head that alone and then the the, he likes to get into the drug stuff and he's just kind of always playing devil's advocate so if you listen to joe joe rogan we're not saying that he's terrible we're saying he is not christian based i give him props because he keeps an open mind that's everything that's what's good but yeah, exactly. I wouldn't. It's not founded in truth, like no. the truth we're talking about. Because well, who said their truth? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And a lot of people say, I watch Joe Rogan, God. Who's that? <laughs> I don't even know him. That's what he'll say to people. When people bring him, the, it says in Matthew 24, 24, I, I, want, I have to double check that. Lord, Lord, many, you know, many will come and say, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We knew, you know, we, we did this, we did that. And 
he'll say away from me. I never knew you. That's, that's my biggest fear in life. Like I know oh, that's not yeah. going to happen, but it, if it did, I couldn't sit there and argue with God and say like, well, I knew you. And he goes, well, I don't know who you are. So sorry. That's scary. And that's why you need to be abiding in God and his word mm. so that you don't have that fear. I don't have that fear, by the way, I'm just telling you that's going to come upon a lot of people that say they're Christian with me doing air quotes right now, because a lot of people say it. Jesus said, what many will come in my name. They are ravenous wolves. So God is constantly preparing us for the end times for the every time on earth. He's always shown how he will deliver when we just stay faithful, trust in him, worship him only, you know, the 10 commandments. Yeah. We're not under those in the sense of how we're saved or we got to do the sacrifices anymore and the bulls, you know, but those are his laws. Those are meant to be tried to follow every day. And what's the number one, which was the most important that Jesus said, love thy God above all else. And then love your neighbor. These, this is the greatest commandment. So love God first. Don't love anything above God in this life. If you love your, your family, even you do need to recheck where your relationship priorities are because your family should even not overcome God. That sounds crazy, but no, it's not, it's not the way it is. Yeah. And, talking about commandments back to john 15 verse 9 as the father loved me i also have loved you abide in my love if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love just as i have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love right so even though we're not under the law we're still trying to keep the commandments because what does it do it helps us abide in his love because yeah. Jesus also kept the commandments and yeah. wrote in his father's love. These things that I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. And then it says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends, which Jesus laid down his life for all of us. Past greater love. Past, future, present, like past, yeah. present, future, because yeah. And so, God is using his people because he loves them. God doesn't need us. He doesn't need us to do anything, but he loves us so much. And he knows that when we love him, he can use us. And that's the part of the plan is to use his creation. That's why the, he gave us free will. He wants us to choose him. He wants us to have a relationship with him. And that's why he's pouring out of spirit. So I do want to just quickly jump back to the vision. So I seen all these people in this vision and it was a sea of people. It was dark and ominous, and it looked like a spirit of rebellion was over this crowd. And I was like, Lord, what is this? And he goes, everybody here in this crowd is wearing a mask. And I was like, oh, okay, what's the mask? And it was like, I zoomed in, you know, like I said, I was kind of suspended above and I seen the sea of people. And when I zoomed in, I seen that everybody that was wearing a mask, it was Donald Trump. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't been following me on Instagram or you haven't tuned in. Oh, you're what, a Joe Biden voter? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love I love Sleepy Joe. Now, we do not follow politics of men because we see that it's a two-party system that is running America that literally is part of the same coin. They worship the same master. They may show different signs of, of, of difference from, you know, policy and this and that but that's to keep the squid game above your head like if you've never seen the show squid game don't necessarily go watch it that's a crazy show but that is a crazy it's, show. the reason i use this analogy is because the lord has like I said been showing me stuff donald trump is like a squid okay he loves to slip through the because squids if you look up the like just animal the squid you know for one we don't even know like 
how big they they are because we don't know how deep the ocean is and these things get massive you know what i mean two they can camouflage themselves which is very scary for the rest of the ocean creatures because now you become a prey that that can literally blend in with your environment and the squid is this like spirit okay that enters into people's house and if you want to start looking around everywhere you'll start seeing this little squid everywhere it's kind of amazing it's the kraken whatever you know it's this beast that they're trying to like right rise from the earth you know and it's a spirit of rebellion and if you're following trump right now i hate to say he's a very rebellious guy in the sense of he wants vengeance right now because of the way he's being treated and i seen everybody with these masks on because the day that he got arrested and got that mugshot everybody is like really following him and idolizing him they made their social media profiles his face so wouldn't that be kind of like putting on a mask like you're saying that my identity doesn't matter i want everybody to know that trump's face is is my profile like he is the one that i support he is the one that i follow i've never seen this done for jesus unfortunately Do, no. do, do you think that a guy that makes everybody put his face a jail, a mugshot, regardless if he's innocent, guilty, we know that a lot of this is this is a game. That's what we're trying to tell you. Ryan. This is a game. It's not whether he's guilty or not guilty. It's not whether what he said or not said. It's when you look at the fruit of this man and when you look at the spirit that like lives within him, he's proud. He's arrogant. He's harsh. And just because he made the economy nice and you had a few extra bucks in your pocket, that doesn't give you any reason to follow men like so deeply into like wherever this is going with people with Trump. I've never seen it before in my life. And I think the Lord showed me a vision of it because a lot of people are just putting on the wrong mask right now. They're they're following the world. Well, yeah. If you think about a representation of Jesus Christ. You try to put Donald Trump into that. Or cabinet. Biden. Oh my God, goodness. Well, yes, Biden for yeah, sure. But if you Trump yeah. has the Christian voters on yes. a string right now. Yes. And, and it's scaring you me, dude. You can tell that these people are letting the world start to influence their opinion because, you know, they're looking at the evil. I believe that a lot of them have gone down the rabbit hole. They've seen the symbolism. They know mm-hmm. of the evilness of the world. And so all of a sudden they, you know, Trump and it goes into the Q thing too as well. Yes. That's and a psyop. It, yes. Which, you know, was leading the whole, Oh, just prepare yourself. The hammer's coming, you know, that's pretty oh, much what all this January 6th stuff is about too. Y- yep, exactly. And so, and, Really, that's kind of what this Trump thing is, is this following starting to turn more into like a cult-like following where all of a sudden these people would be willing to follow whatever Trump says. And as Dustin was saying, he doesn't show the character traits of someone who truly follows Jesus. Yes, he, you know, his family had Christian ties and, you know, he apparently, you know, followed Norman Vincent Peale, which oh, we can uh, get we, in on him. Yeah, we could maybe. Um, yeah, that's going to be a again, day. That goes into talk, you know, people saying good stuff, maybe, mm. but then looking into their backgrounds a little bit and Norman Vincent Peale is a confirmed Freemason, 33rd degree. Not only confirmed, he's on the Hall of Fame Freemasonry. Like, you can go to the Hall of Fame Freemason, Google it, and they'll show you all their most honorary people that have been Freemasons. That guy's got his face right on there. Right. This is like like the top of the line guys, too. 
yeah and so if that's one of trump's biggest influences when it comes to christianity which he, he also married. talked he about married. kabbalah too in his book art of the deal yep. he yeah he said that my kabbalah teacher if you're a christian that's and you're messing Jewish with kabbalah mm. yeah that's all that's all that's getting into solomon's stuff like mm. solomon's seals and stuff so see this is why if you don't read your bible solomon started out good but then all of a sudden started getting a bunch of women and a bunch of heathen into his chambers and they start he had he had a woman he had building a woman temples that, for and building him. and building temples and statues for him giving them ceremonies giving them festivals like solomon really went off the 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 deep end unfortunately and luckily by the end of his day he said well that was pretty much all for vain because you know i'm not going to be anything in life but yet he is because of what he solomon is a very crazy interesting character mm -hmm. of the bible being mm -hmm. the son of david but also like the power he got to build the initial temple for god because david didn't get to because what did david do he sinned against god with Bathsheba, too you know lose his his right to build the temple and so he gave it to his son and yeah solomon was wise this is why they follow him in the, the wisest schools. man there ever was yes he was the wisest man and so solomon is a great person to hear the word of the lord from and his wisdom and how the lord can give you wisdom but it's also to show you how the world can take a wise man and turn him completely into something that you you would never think god would have allowed but god allows these things that come into our life when we choose to rebel, when we choose to disobey, when we choose to reject what he's trying to do. What does Solomon start doing? He stopped listening to the prophets. He started bringing in the magicians and stuff. And like you said, stopped the, abiding in the Lord, stopped abiding in the Lord and the Lord's favor fell from his mm -hmm. life. And then that's where the darkness and destruction. So that's why these mystery schools are so into Solomon and like, it's such a huge thing to them. And that's getting some really crazy stuff because that, that's a rabbit hole that is so deep with Solomon's like <laughs> like dark side of well, things. Yeah, because he's connected it, it, to it, the Freemasons now and all that kind of stuff. I would pretty much say that it was like if, you know, you had to have Mystery Babylon as like the first program that came to Earth for the New World Order and like opening up these like ways to communicate with, you know, interdimensional spirits in the sense of like manifesting demons and how to do these spells and stuff. Solomon was like, okay you had windows 2000 now you got windows 2005 you know like it was like holy smokes we're gonna bump this up a bit and so that's why a lot of the illuminati freemasons now use solomon as their like pinnacle yes they know it's rooted from ancient babylon but solomon is really a huge piece to what they believe and why they believe what they believe so yes trump's doing kabbalah which is jewish mysticism in his younger years he's going around as a young man that's been given a bunch of i mean the dude was born into royalty i mean truly and you know i know some people are like yeah he's just a good old american like it's hilarious people call him the the people's billionaire <laughs> i didn't i didn't know such a thing could exist that somebody that literally has his bathrooms lined with gold 24 karat gold that he's a man of the people the average yeah. person it's kind yeah, of scary once really you start yeah, it's kind of scary when you actually start looking at Trump. And I will say there was a brief moment because of the things he was saying, because that's what the, that's what these politicians do. That's what these, you know, these people that are trying to lead you astray. They like tickling your ears and making you hear what you want to hear. And of course, with all this child trafficking and all the stuff that Trump supposedly started against that, who wouldn't want to follow a man that was trying to banish that from the earth? You know what I mean? But wouldn't that be the perfect thing to get people to let their guard down, especially in the Christian community to say, we have to fight this fight. Like this is a fight that we have to fight. 
unfortunately, this is not our fight. This is God going to bring judgment because of what we've been doing. Because guess what? It's not changed. The child sacrificing, the child trafficking, the child harm, it has not changed since Mystery Babylon. Like throughout all the time, when you read your Bible, what are they doing? They're sacrificing children. Kings and queens would literally have a child and they'd be like, are you going to give it to Baal so that we can have a great harvest and the guy, you know, get all this earthly stuff? Dude, they would light the hands on fire of the, mm-hmm. of the statue at where they would place a child and let it literally burn to death. Oh, I know. It's that's the so evil. When, so when Christians are like, "This is stuff that just we have to stop," it's like, "But we've never stopped it. It's never going to stop." Because yeah, God, but you still you yeah, still yeah, want to fight a bit. Yeah, that's not know. okay. We got to bring awareness because we won't stop it. This is God's fight in the sense of vengeance. Like that, He says, "If you harm one of my little ones, it'd be better that a millstone be cast around your neck and you be thrown into the ocean." Now, what does that mean to me? Well, I did a, you know, most people hear millstone and they don't understand what that is. It's a huge rock, but it's a rock that's formed in the shape of a circular, you know, a circle, a circle shaped yeah, rock. Animals pull it and grind all that. Yeah. Cause it was 3,300 pounds. Usually the average weight of a millstone was three, cause it had to crush grain and crush mm-hmm. stuff. And so God is telling somebody that harms children or gets involved in that industry. It'd be better for you to take a 3,300 pound rock and put it around your neck which would decapitate you like if you just had your body like still in your neck and then you put this thing around your neck like (laughs) your head would literally snap off so god's telling you to take your headless self and toss yourself into the ocean which a three thousand pound rock you're gonna sink at at a pretty fast rate and we don't even know how fast or how deep the ocean is he's telling you to go to the depth of hell so yeah. just understand that's Jesus saying that. So that's well, what he that's believes. Why, so that's why we're, I, you know, I pray for these people to come out of it and the people that get involved because I know that there's a lot of abuse where people get born into stuff and you know what I mean. But if you don't know the difference between, you know, like if you can do that, you you've gone to the depth of hell. You know, if you can harm a child like that. But anyway, I digress. But you know, it, there's a lot of evil because of what these people believe and what they do, and and truly they they're twisted they're twisted in darkness and all these politicians have not proved to me that they're following god not one of them not the way they speak not the way they run the country not the way they represent the church and jesus like well, none not of the them. main ones for sure There's yeah not the main ones. oh that. yeah but unfortunately that's what i'm saying it's a squid game because they got us into this game of a two-party system america was never i mean it was built for you know things that even americans don't want to swallow you know but we had the chance. We had the chance to make sure that it, it, the Constitution was honored and that we didn't let government, you know, bureaucrats control the, the Congress and the White House and families. You know, like I said, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Clinton, you know, like we that's almost literally had revolutions coming, unfortunately. Uh, well, they're talking. And that's why this this vision that I seen a spirit of rebellion is, is on Earth right now. And if you're feeling that way, you need to get on your hands and knees and, and pray that that leaves you because we are not to rebel. We are not to, you know, cause fear. We are not to cause harm. We need to pray for these people to see that the Lord is, you know, coming and that he will bring the vengeance truly. But first, he's got to take the restrainer and the people that are kind of the glue of the earth right now. And who is that? I, I hate to say it's Christians. The, the true ones, the ones that are in the church, they're, they're taking people. I mean, guarantee if you go to Hawaii right now, the most helping community right now to all those people that are in, in a terrible situation are churches and Christians, you know, obviously everybody helps each other, but I guarantee you when you go to the things like that, that happen, 
it's Christians. Christians are really, you know, great people. And I don't get why, you know, because so many, there's so many false ones and so many ones that don't act the right way. It gives the good ones a bad name. But if you're really looking at how Christians act and the things they do for the world and their communities and their family and their friends, this is God's spirit that like is still kind of like Roman on the earth and with the Holy Spirit. And that's why I believe when Revelation, you know, you see the church, you first, the first thing that John has shown in Revelation one through three is the judgment of the seven churches. So we'll just, you know, maybe get into that a bit and then touch on it more next time because we really believe this is where we're at. We're in the end days in the sense of like, they've always believed that they're in the days. Jesus said it, but there are seasons and signs to know the time that you're in the timing of things. And he said, it'd be like a a woman in labor. Okay. And so we just have to be careful that there are a lot of people that don't understand revelation and we're going to get into it probably next time, but it is God's revelation. It is Jesus. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end beginning and the ending saith the Lord, which is, and which was, and which is to come. I, John, who also am a brother to you and a companion in tribulation. See, he's in tribulation, but he's not in the tribulation. He's just saying, if you'll be a Christian on earth, you will go through tribulation. And in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the aisle that was called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Boom. John is enduring massive trial right here to get this revelation for us. But, you know. This time that he's going to start talking about that we'll get into next time and get more into so that we can help people see and understand Revelation a little bit better. You have to know the rest of the Bible to understand this story. Now that, you know, like I said, it's it's its own thing. Revelation is its own like kind of like it's hard to describe because a lot of people just don't like touching it or they don't they go into it and they're confused. But abide in the in the word every single day and then mysteries will begin to be unlocked to you because it's the holy spirit and that's what we want you to do abide in christ that is our biggest message today don't just say you love jesus but then continue to just blindly follow the world blindly follow these politicians blindly not be looking for jesus every day now our day of redemption will come near and many will not hear the call unfortunately. So that's what we're also trying to do as watchmen. We're blowing the trumpet that God literally has put into our hands right now to tell us, you know, he told me and Taylor a long time ago when we started this journey, like you will be used for this. We didn't know when, but finally we had that feeling that like, is this the time to like become what we are in the sense of like, we just want to share the truth and blow the chauffeur. (laughs) Like, Mm-hmm. hello people we're at the gate we're looking past the trees we see the danger coming like i said the spirit of rebellion the 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 frustration of not having enough money to take care of your family you know we see what's happening to people right now and we we pray for them and we pray for you if you're feeling that you know like feeling of just frustration of, of where our world's at and confusion these are all tactics of the enemy to keep you not focused on the word okay So try not to dig into too much in the future because that is not what God wants us to do either. He controls the future. We don't. We just have today and maybe tomorrow if we're given it. So just try to focus on God today and what he wants to tell you. And then things of tomorrow will come. Yeah. And that's why I just, the Lord put it on when I heard that about biding, abiding was just because like for people, they, I feel like, especially new believers and even people who've known about the Lord and given their life, the world starts to get stressful and 
we can only take it one day at a time and abiding in him each day through reading, prayer, keeping his commandments, even fasting, you know, all these things help us stay in the spirit and all of those worldly things just kind of fade away and we can abide in the Lord knowing that we will be taken care of. We will be that remnant that God has always taken care of from the Old Testament on, no matter what people were going through. Um, and that's just reassuring more than any other thing, you know, trying to put your faith in, Oh, we just need to get this guy into office. (laughs) That's not reassuring. No offense. We haven't talked on this much, but that last election, if you, if you're going to rely on that last election and really haven't done any digging and really think that it was an honest election, then <laughs> I don't think they've been honest for even longer than that. But you know, well, I mean, Bill that's... Cooper talked about it. He's like, if yeah. you thought that this was a real election, he was talking about Clinton and uh, Ross Perot. He's like, I haven't even participated in one of those clown shows in a long time because if you thought your vote mattered, then they've already got you hook, line, and sinker. And yeah, I mean, they like, had. They had the year of Bush versus Kerry, two Bonesmen brothers running versus yeah. each other. So, so I mean, you know, that's just things you need to dig into. But at the end of the day, we're trying to give you that reassuring hope that if you're Lord. following God and if you're following Christ and you're letting the Spirit give you discernment every day, one day at a time, and praying and truly seeking what He has set forth for your your life and your mission, because we all have a mission. Ask him to reveal it truly. And he will, and he will give you that hope and that comfort. And then that gives you the confidence to go forth and preach his word. You see, it's hard to preach the word if you don't know the word. And I have a good story I can talk about next time with yeah. that. <laughs> Cause that's how it started off in my faith. I was so eager, but like I, like we said in the beginning to end the podcast, if you try to do this without the Lord and you try to do it your way every day, you're going to fall flat on your face and you're going to realize this is not going to work. So just abide in Christ, follow him, pray to him, pray for those that persecute you, pray for your enemies. This is what Jesus calls us to do. Not have vengeance, not have hate, not have judgment. Vengeance Just because Lord's. Yes, it's his. So remember that with all the stuff going on, try to keep a calm spirit. Yes, it's very hard to, I'm human. I get angry at things too. I get frustrated, but try and, and let the spirit guide you today, not yourself or any man or the world. And truly, you will be loved, you'll be blessed, and and people will see your light. So go out and be the light. That's what we're doing, and that's what we wanted you to do. As a watchman, we are the light of Christ. We are a city that that is seen from, from, from afar, and we shine light on the darkness. So continue to shine light, and we will be back with you next week with another one. And we thank you for joining us, and we pray for you all, and we truly appreciate everything that God is doing in our life and doing in yours. And so thank you so much. And we'll see you in the next one. God God bless. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. To know the duty of a watchman, please read Ezekiel 33. Join the movement today. Follow on Instagram at Watchman Inc. for more details, content, and community interaction. Links in the description. God bless. (music) 